Particularly for a small business owner, you have to wear so many different hats every day running and managing all aspects of the business that from time to time you hear that business owners have just taken their eye off of what's the most important thing, and that's generating the revenue. No matter how much you cut and trim expenses, if you don't have more coming in than going out, uh, you're not going to last long. Welcome to the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at ForbesBooks.com and Bank of America at BankofAmerica.com. I am here with Will Barr. He's the Small Business Deposits Executive for Bank of America. Thanks for joining us on the Heartbeat of Main Street with Bank of America and Forbes Books. Uh, Will, we are going to talk about some tips for helping small businesses manage their cash flow. Before we do, though, I'm already curious about your job and your title. You're the small business deposits executive for Bank of America. What does that mean? What do you do? Well, Greg, uh, thanks for having me on. And, uh, you know, our team is responsible for the products and services that we offer to small businesses. Those are focused on the deposits that our clients bring to the bank and the way that they access those funds and transact with the bank. So uh, it includes checking accounts, savings accounts, debit cards as kind of our primary products, and then the services that we wrap around them. So think about online banking, things like mobile check deposit, remote deposit are the specific products that we offer that allow customers to, to deposit their money with us and then access those funds when and where they need them. So it's really interesting. We're going to have this conversation about managing small business cash flow. And I am betting that the technology available today that is part of your purview as the small business deposits executive uh, makes managing cash flow a lot easier, a lot effect, a lot more effective, a lot more efficient for small businesses if small businesses know to use those tools and pieces of technology. Absolutely. We think that you know, we, we talk a lot within my team about uh, small business owners and why they open a small business and never on that list is because they enjoy banking, right? So we think about it in the context of how do we help them conduct their banking activities more efficiently, more quickly, so they can get back to why they opened uh, and run their business, whether that's a love for what they do to provide for their family, to be a part of other people's lives. You know, that's why they're in business and it's our job to let them get, get back to that. So you're in a situation where you're interacting with small businesses all the time. And I am guessing that for many small businesses, managing cash flow is sort of like a problem they know they have. They don't know what to do with it and they just sort of put up with it. And maybe there's even some small businesses that don't, don't even understand that the problems they're having with with the revenue and expenses of their business is cash flow. Do you find that even on the branch level that one of the things business bankers are doing is help educate small businesses sometimes from from the foundation up on why cash flow is so important? It is and we hear about that as as you said, it's the number one thing that our clients tell us they struggle with. And one of the things we have done across the bank over the last couple of years is really invest in building expertise in small business so that we can give exactly the advice that you're talking about when a client comes to us and has a problem, has a challenge that they're facing. We've got the products and solutions that 
then help address that. So we we spend a lot of time when we, we talk about things like remote deposit, uh, other capabilities that allow clients to deposit stuff without, without actually having to come to the bank. Mm-hmm. How do we educate our sales force? So then when a client is you know, talking about struggles they have with cash flow as, a, as an example, that they can articulate ways that, that we have solutions that help solve for that problem or help them address those those challenges. So that's something we've really made a big investment in as a bank, both in technology and then in the sales force and the expertise to engage the client in, in solving those those problems. Yeah, because I know, you know, I, we spend a lot of time talking with uh, folks from the SBA, the Small Business Administration, for instance, and I know that cash flow problems always rank as the number one or one of the top reasons why businesses fail. So this is not something to be treated lightly. It's fundamental. And if you own a small business or you're even thinking about starting a small business, this should be a number one priority of something you address, understand and take care of. I, I think for for most business owners, cash flow and the challenges it represents is, is something that never goes away. So I'm talking with Will Barr. He's the Small Business Deposits Executive for Bank of America. And we're talking about tips for better managing small business cash flow. And let's let's kind of start at the beginning here. I mean, cash flow really involves two things. And each business may have a problem with one of these things or both of these things. It's It's accounts receivable, money coming in and paying your expenses, money going out. And are there different tips for different parts of that equation? You know, I think there are. And I think, particularly for a small business owner, you have to wear so many different hats uh, every day running and managing all aspects of the business that from time to time you hear that business owners have just taken their eye off of what's the most important thing, and that's generating the revenue. Uh, you know, no matter how much you cut and trim expenses, if you don't have more coming in than going out, uh, you're not going to last long. You've got a real challenge that you're going to face. So you know, I but think generating revenue, there's really two pieces to that. You might be generating tons of revenue, but it's not coming in. You're not managing your receivables well. So you made the money. You just don't have the money. So you can't pay your bills. That's right. You've you've got to get you've got to get paid and managing those receivables. Uh, particularly in, you know, it, it, perhaps in a, in a retail situation, it's it's less of an issue in the sense that you should be getting paid right then. And, and maybe it's a couple of days later based upon uh, how you're collecting those funds and how you're getting paid. But that's very different than someone who may be performing a service and you know leaves the invoice with the customer and they got to figure out how they collect 15, 30 days later, you know, hopefully if, 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 if all goes well. And um, that becomes a significant effort on their part to manage uh, to manage that while also generating you know the future flow of business. So being a small business owner is pretty darn complicated. So let's talk about ways to get the money coming in if we've earned it. Uh, for instance, one of the things you recommend, we're looking at actually at an article on the Bank of America small business website, six tips for better managing your small business cash flow. Uh, you talk about switching to electronic invoicing. Now, some small business owners may feel like, oh, this is there's going to be a steep learning curve or this is going to be intimidating. Tell us why whatever learning curve may be there, why it's worth doing, and also give a sense of is it really as hard as people might imagine to make that switch? We've, we've met with a number of providers in, in the industry, uh, fintech-type firms that provide these electronic invoicing services, and our clients who've used them tell us it really helps them get an understanding 
of the status of their receivables at any specific point in time. Uh, you know, the, the modern technology allows you to go in and see all the invoices that have generated. A lot of these uh, electronic providers provide you visibility to whether or not even the email that you sent with the invoice has been opened and read. Have they scheduled to pay it? If they have scheduled to pay it, when is you know, when, when is it going to be paid and when you, will you receive the funds? Those are things that you can see at a moment's notice that otherwise might take you making several phone calls, the back and forth phone tag with uh, your client that takes time. So, you know, these tools don't solve for all of that, but can give you an, uh, some insight into where do you want to spend your time? Where do you focus? Where do you need to make the phone call to the guy who you know, has never even read the email that you sent on your invoice, that's, you know, that's where you want to spend your time versus the individual who, uh, you know, has already scheduled to pay it, you're going to know you're going to get those funds. So there's some capabilities there that don't replace a lot of the, the hard work that has to go into managing those things, but actually tells you where to focus your, your time and effort and can give you that snapshot much more quickly than it might take you to review a stack of papers on your desk. Well, and I would imagine one of the greatest benefits, two of the greatest benefits for a company that's switching to electronic invoicing is, first of all, I, I mean, I have a lot of friends who own small businesses, and it amazes me how hard it is for them to create an invoice because they've never automated it. So they don't do it. So they get backlogged. So their cash flow is messed up. A really good electronic invoicing system should enable you to make an invoice in a minute or two. Everything should be kind of standardized in a couple of options and print the thing out and send it or just send it without printing it. And then it should also follow up. So it should know when things have been paid and automate the process of, frankly, nagging companies that are not paying in a timely way or just reminding them to pay in an important way. So I would imagine picking the right electronic invoicing program is important. I also want you to talk about the benefit of doing things like actually offering small discounts to your customers if they pay in a very timely way because that guarantees the money's coming in, the future value is worth a little bit of a discount, and it takes a lot of cash flow worries off the top of your head. Yeah, Craig, I think you said it very well. And, and I want to be clear when we talk about this, going back to my point around small businesses, being a small business owner being very difficult, I, I know that time is at a premium, and there are times where setting up some of those electronic invoicing capabilities involves that upfront investment that folks may not feel like they have today. But I do think there are things that, when appropriate, when you can carve off the time, will pay those dividends down the line. So um, you know, I, I don't want to take away from a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. And I think there are tools and techniques built into these electronic invoicing, or we see as standard practice within our clients to give a client incentive to pay attention to the to the invoice. And uh, discounts is one way to do that. And, and what we try and do is help our clients understand, even when they're paying invoices, the cost savings that that can represent to them versus whether they have to use credit and the cost of credit. And, and sometimes we encourage clients to use credit that they have available to pay an invoice earlier, because if you look at the discount in a short period of time that you're paying versus what you're paying on an annual percentage rate for that credit, uh, a lot of times you can come out ahead just doing that, that math. And so there's an opportunity for our clients to do that same kind of conversation with their clients. And then it helps them to understand and predict when they have needs or how do they manage their cash flow by we, be willing to giving up some of their margin 
to make sure that you know they have enough funds in their account that week to make payroll. Yes. Uh, and and one of the things you talked about earlier, we're talking with Will Barr. He's the small business deposits executive. We're talking about a story on the Bank of America small business site. It's actually at bankofamerica.com small business slash education. Six tips for better managing your small business cash flow. Uh, one of the things, Will, you mentioned very early on in this interview was remote deposit capture. And I always wonder how many individuals and how many businesses are actually using their phone or some other digital means to deposit checks versus going to the bank. I don't know if you have that statistic, but talk about why this is such an important tool for efficiency for a small business. Greg, I'll give you a, a very personal example. I, as you did, you know many many small business owners. In, in my job, I try and convert as many of my friends who are small business owners to become clients of ours. And I have a neighbor who used to tell me about the the effort he'd go to to make a deposit uh, at one of our branches, and you know it required him to leave his business because he needed he he needed access to those funds and the check that he just received in the mail. He needed uh, in his account to be able to pay his bills and his payables, and you know he would stop what he was doing at one or two o'clock in the afternoon to drive ten minutes to our branch, make a deposit, and then. By the time he'd gone back to his work, was settled back in, it cost him an hour. And what we were able to do through the result of that conversation we had one afternoon in the in the street in front of our house was put a scanner on his desktop that moves that activity from one o'clock in the afternoon, two o'clock in the afternoon, which is a prime time for him to be building and growing his business. And he now does it at six, six thirty, seven o'clock at night, makes that same deposit, the funds go through that night. And he's kept that time open in the middle of his day to really focus on driving his business. And and so for him, that's a time saver that's really accomplished the same thing as dropping what he was doing and, and entering the bank. So we've developed technology like that where we have a desktop scanner that sits on a client's desk and they can make deposits. Or as, a, as I think you're aware, you know, people can use their, their mobile phones to make a deposit right right when they get that check. And both those ways are ways that we've completely changed the dynamic of getting money into account and getting access to those funds. Let's change the conversation to payables, the things we pay. Uh, we're talking about a story called Six Tips for Better Managing Your Small Business Cash Flow. It's on the Bank of America Small Business site, bankofamerica.com small business slash education. And I'm talking with Will Barr. He's the Small Business Deposits Executive for Bank of America. How do we apply the same kind of efficiency of thinking and these tools and these processes to the the part of our business, which is where we pay our bills? What kind of things can we do there to be more efficient? So, so a couple thoughts uh, in that regard about being smarter with the way that you you pay for things. And and in our space, we've built online and mobile capabilities that can do a couple things. They can one help our clients avoid incurring late fees and and penalties. But they can also manage when uh, when you make a payment and actually holding on to your funds longer. So think about that, Greg, in the sense that you know a lot of folks very financially responsible will want to pay an invoice the minute they get it so they can move it from the inbox to the outbox. And and I think that's a great practice. But that doesn't mean that the funds that you're paying have to go out today. Yes. And that you can schedule that payment to say, hey, I got this bill today, it's August the 7th, it's not due to August the 31st, 
why do I want to pay that guy before August 30th? So I can do that. I can go into online banking. I can schedule that payment. I get an email confirmation that it's going to go out. But that gives me access to those funds over the course of the month if I may need them uh, for other things or I need something comes up that's more urgent. So a lot of these capabilities can help somebody hold their money longer or you know, setting up those same type of scheduled payments can make sure that, that you don't miss uh, important dates that might, you know, a, a rent payment or a mortgage payment, uh, those types of things uh, are other ways that people use these electronic tools and reminders to make sure they're not missing uh, those dates. One of the things you suggest in this article is to negotiate with vendors. And is that something I do now or is it something I do when I'm having a cash flow problem or do I do it now so that when I have a cash flow problem, we already have a good friendly relationship? You know, I think it's something you want to do uh, in advance in in the sense that you want to understand and, and communicate to your to your vendors that, you know, being timely, being uh, responsible is something that's of, of critical importance to you. And that openness in many ways will you know, generate that sense of trust with the vendor. So I think it's always important to have that conversation up front. Certainly the particulars of any given situation may be hard to uh, cover or anticipate uh, when you're initially doing that. But as soon as you know you're going to have a problem, I think vendors will appreciate that transparency and that trust that's built as a result of that is is likely to get you, uh, you know, not a guarantee by any means, but is likely to get you you know, the, the, the break that you're looking for or the patience or the understanding on the part of, of vendors. Uh, at the same time, right, you've got to realize that those business, those vendors are in business and they want to get paid on time. So you need to be thoughtful and careful about how to, how to do that, when to do that. But I'm, I'm of the opinion that upfront communication, anticipating uh, if and when those situations may occur, you've already had the conversation is, is advantageous. And, you know, it seems to me that this is one of those times where if you think about how you would respond to this circumstance will be really helpful. Obviously, if someone's going to have trouble with a payment to you, uh, you'd rather know earlier than later. You'd rather have it be transparent. Uh, You don't want to feel like they're trying to pull the wool over your eyes. And so treating those vendors like you'd like to be treated is probably a really good way of figuring out the best way to proceed. I agree, and, and this is probably applies in all a lot of different aspects of life. But if a due date for a bill comes and goes, and you don't hear anything, there's much more consternation uh, on your part than if somebody has called you in advance and said, "Hey, I'm working through a bit of a tough time. I'm, I'm this. It's, it's three days before it's due. I kn- I'd like you to know I need a couple more days, and I'll plan to get it to you on this date." They're much more inclined to understand that than they are if they just never hear from you. Absolutely. And one of the other things you suggest in this article, which is called Six Tips for Better Managing Your Small Business Cash Flow, it's at bankofamerica.com slash smallbusiness slash education. Uh, you suggest upgrading your payroll system. I think that's a, a much longer conversation, and I hope we can have that conversation sometime. I want to move on to the last part of the article, which is you suggest that during periods of positive cash flow, that small businesses make sure they're setting aside some money as a financial cushion for when there might be a down cycle. And so do you find that even on the branch level, this is something that your business bankers are able to, to coach your business clients through to help them understand how to do it, how much to set aside and where to put it? 
I do. And I think this is something that we talk about uh, both on the, the personal and the business side of our role uh, as, a, as a financial advisor to, to our clients is really understanding the, the priorities that you face, stages of where you are both from a business and a personal life cycle standpoint. And this is a key component, saving for that rainy day, recognizing that when times are good, there may be times that are, that are uh, not so good. And how do you prepare now for those? In many cases, I recognize this is uh, easier said than done, but it is something that we're prepared to talk about and help clients understand you know, how, how best to use excess funds that they may be holding, whether it's to, to save them, save portions of them, use that, frankly, in those good times to apply for credit that you may need in a, in a later date. Those are all things that we uh, really spend a lot of time with our sales teams talking about and, and helping them prepare for these conversations with our clients. He is Will Barr. He's the Small Business Deposits Executive. We're here on the heartbeat of Main Street with Bank of America and Forbes Books. We've been talking about an article on the Bank of America Small Business site at bankofamerica.com slash business slash education. Six tips for better managing your small business cash flow. Will, thanks so much for joining us. Greg, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at forbesbooks.com and Bank of America at bankofamerica.com.